Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we are incorrigible as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 77th episode in the series, Yes, We Have No Havanas. Fidel Santiago. <laughs> Santa Domingo. So, <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, you've mentioned this before, like where we hit our peak. Uh, like, I mean, this this episode is very, it's, it's you know, it's, it's light. I don't think that there's a, a lot of uh meat here from like an emotional <laughs> standpoint but it's very funny and like it's a great guest star fidel plays it really well um fidel like that's the guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> our guest star uh and it's it's just fun I don't, I don't have like much that's like deep here but it's a great start to season four i agree i think that um I think I actually prefer my favorites are actually in the later seasons but yeah, i think it's a, yeah. the show actually peaks in here season four season five season like the middle seasons here yeah. because it's like still 80s tv but it's doing it above the par level you know like it, yeah. it's always been i think a cut above the rest and i think that now it's really sort of leaning into itself um so what do you, what do you mean by that like 80s tv you know like what so, what do you think is different well so i think thomas TJ West yeah. um, talked about how the last couple seasons, it, it's kind of just like goofy because it's yeah. trying to be a 90s show with like hijinks and like... Yes, that's accurate. You know, like it... it there's a difference in an 80s sitcom versus a 90s sitcom and I, I don't have the scholarly language to dive into that but there is a tangible difference I think when you watch it. I think the goofy thing is, is spot yeah, on. I the, think that's it's right. It's like goofier, it's like kind of comedy of errors a little bit more in the mm-hmm. 90s, you know, and there's there's definitely 80s sitcom scenarios that are that are here too, but it's just, the dialogue is punchy, it's like a little bit meaner, there's a little bit of like more pop cultural stuff, I think, yeah. in 80s shows, and I think this is just like peak. Um, but like you were saying, it's just a very funny episode, and I also forget that the B story of Rose going back to high school at Dorothy's teaching, which one. is one of my favorite B stories, is in this one, which just, again, like, bolsters the episode as a her, whole. Her sheepish look when she raises her hand. <laughs> yeah. Rose? Uh, R- Rose Island? <laughs> it's really cute. Rooster inseminating. Yeah. Well, I, you're going to send people out into the world who don't know you can get a nasty rooster bite if you don't warm your hands up first. <laughs> I actually had to look up if that was the actual parlance, because... If you think about the phrase, and I'm a words person, right? Rooster inseminating. It sounds like you're going to inseminate the rooster, which is not right. what you do. I didn't think of that. <laughs> but, well, but it's but apparently it's used. That's like the phrase for like you, it, it's you can play it either way. Obviously, if you read it, the initial reading I would say it's like rooster inseminating, like the person who is uh, the the uh, object, the animal who's right. getting inseminated. So. Um, Okay, so let's let's flip over to to Blanche, of okay. course. Um, her like tight, shapely dress is like super hot. I know the bow tie <laughs> yes! dress. Yeah, yes. and I also feel like this is um a pretty iconic look for her. Yes. She looks it's short too. It's a shorter skirt, so we see more leg than usual. Yeah. It's very um. What is yeah. that dress called? Like a maxi dress or something? It's not a maxi. I don't know what it's called, but a maxi is longer, I think. Oh. Yeah, maybe a maxi mini. Yeah. I don't know. We need Claire. <laughs> Either way, it's super hot. And it's like, you know, in the rare occasions when I do wear a dress, that's like what I love to do. Like, get yeah. like super tight, like super shapely. I think it looks awesome on her. Mm-hmm. But it's very, I just, I also love the way they play this coyness where she's like, Oh yeah, I didn't tell you about him. It's kind of it's not like Jonathan Newman where she's right. actually like, and I don't want to tell you about him because she's just like, open the door, like yeah. she's like, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not ashamed, you know. It is, and it's funny. Like, I mean, Fidel definitely is 
older than most of the people, but at least when he first shows up, he doesn't seem like so old, you know? Like, I feel like all of them reacting to him when Rose is like, oh, but you're way too old. And then I thought his teeth were nice, but I can believe how old he is. And like, I think he's supposed to be, they mentioned at the end that he was in his 70s. So I suppose he is older than most of the people that Blanche is dating. Right, Um, right. But he doesn't really look it. I, well, I, it's because the actor, so the actor's name is Henry Darrow, and I found out from Jim Colucci's Bible that he was actually only 55 at the time. Wow, he's yeah. like 55? He's wearing a white wig. Wow, they so love to do that. I, <laughs> well, honestly, the, the other thing that uh, we found out from Jim Colucci, of course, is that this was supposed to be the uh, Cesar Romero episode. They wanted oh, Cesar right. Romero for this, and he wasn't available. So he comes back later uh, with Tony Del Vecchio, which I will also... Uh, alert in a moment to the other like connection between that episode and this episode um but then they you know so this guy was like the second choice and apparently still getty when henry darrow came on on set she was like hey do you know you were supposed to be caesar romero <laughs> <laughs> and, and b arthur like apologized to him on behalf of Estelle wow Getty's remark. it's like real life it's like totally, that character. <laughs> totally exactly i know it's like very much playing type yeah yeah but no so just skipping ahead in the episode the other connection which i thought was really funny is like they talk about how like Sophia's like we're wearing each other's like medic alert yeah. bracelets and that's and that comes up in the Tony Del Vecchio episode where she's like that's dangerous yeah he's like no it turns out we're allergic to the same things just like oh yeah <laughs> I remember that I know it was just, it was so funny because like the medic alert one alerted my brain I was like but I remember her going that's dangerous yeah like in just this really funny way wow maybe that was like a somebody wrote that joke and they were like that's really we gotta use that twice <laughs> I mean seriously though but like as in terms of like older people tropes in the 80s like medic alert is up there yeah you know? yeah and, and that, I think like the wearing of the ring like a high yes. school ring you know like it's funny we, we talk about a lot how they do like teenager-y type of storylines but yeah translated for old people and I feel like that's just like another one <laughs> that's exactly it yeah, yeah exactly I love that will you be mine here's I'm pinning <laughs> I'm pinning you with my medic alert bracelet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but anyway so going back to Fidel's look like yeah I think it's it's just the fact that he's got this Colonel Sanders vibe, even though yes. it's like everybody can, you can have white hair and be very young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, looping back to something you said about Dorothy kind of like apologizing for Sophia in real yeah, life. Yeah, um, yeah. IRL. When, so when he shows up, there's a little bit of like, I think I would call it flirtation between he and Sophia right away. Yes, it's like, yes. it's palpable. May we continue comment on Yeah. But <laughs> when she's talking about the cigar box, yes. and Dorothy's like, I think Dorothy thinks she's being racist because he's, uh, you know, yes. he's Cuban yes, yes, and yes. human, whatever. And then she's, that's when she makes the comment. Um, but it's just her recognizing him, which I think is also really nice because we've talked about before, anybody who's like a racial minority or any kind of ethnic identity is really yes. sort of boxed in and made fun of for that. And they don't really do that here at this point. There's a, like references to Castro and of course he had a cigar company and things like that, yes. but it's not... I don't feel like this is, um, they handle this much better than they usually do. That's very true. Yeah. And it, it possibly is because he is, you know, one of the episode stars. He is mm. a guest star and he's a feature, you know, of, of this actual episode. But yeah, I do like the sort of bait and switch where you think Sophia's being racist and then she's like, no, I actually recognize Yeah, her. yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and to that point where you're like, there is flirtation going, but it's subtle. So the yeah, first very. time you're watching this episode, at least for me, I do not expect Sophia to be the one that he's canoodling with. Right. You know, so it is. 
is like a nice, you know, you yeah. got two out of three, Blanche, and it's like, ah, yeah. the whole audience goes nuts, Definitely. You know? It's very cute, so. Well, I think the whole story is kind of nice because we don't typically see like a Sophia versus Blanche conflict. Yeah. I think whenever it's one of the Rose or Blanche, it's usually Dorothy. Right. Or Dorothy and Sophia. And I think, in a way, it sort of reinforces the friendship between Sophia and Blanche, because, like, they're close enough to have this conflict, which sort of, like, I don't know, adds to the force field of friendship around all of them. You know, I think it's just, like, there's these individual bonds that are not highlighted all the time. Um, So it's kind of fun to see one of them that's more rare to be, like, a center storyline be the center storyline here. I love I love that you said force field of friendships because well because it's it's true though. Like if you think if in real life you have and, and let's take these four women. Like obviously you have the bond between the mother and the daughter is going to look different between like sort of an older woman to Blanche and and Rose versus like Rose and Blanche together or Dorothy and Rose and Blanche together. And like, there are just in real life, you have like different pushes and pulls. Like the example that's coming to mind from other pop culture that takes us the other way where it's not reinforcing or you have like an awkward moment with like members of a group that you're not actually close with is like the Seinfeld episode where it's pretty early (laughs) on where like Jerry is absent for some reason and Elaine and George George, are like what the fuck do we even talk about like and they they bond over making fun of Jerry which is hilarious yeah um but like it's it's one of those things where it's like you have this group and you have a click and and then sometimes some of the key players aren't there and you actually don't know how key they are until they're gone yeah so in that to that point like you're right like the the blanche and i'm sorry the blanche and sophia even if they're not in conflict like storyline with them together is pretty rare Mm -hmm. so for sure with those two as the center yeah and i think it's nice i think it just like i think that in real life too when you have a big group of friends sometimes you're like oh i don't want to have like one-on-one like lunch with that person but i'll go if they're there like i don't have an objection to them being exactly, there just don't, yeah. you know so i think that um it's just nice to sort of break that open yeah. here yeah exactly exactly and it's yeah it's not and it's, it's not that that is ever like a ooh, i don't want to be with them but it's a different vibe it's like if awkward it's, yeah, yeah it's a different vibe if it's just blanche and, and uh so right so it's cool. like work when it's not working yeah the whole group right there. exactly you're right oh my gosh um <laughs> blanche was right <laughs> you know she said you were incorrigible <laughs> like i always say she's a cheap slut so i actually like how um she goes i guess i deserve it <laughs> yeah yeah i love that <laughs> also like so that's kind of a funny self-aware line right but another self-aware line that struck me from that same scene is when Rose is basically apologizing for talking about how old Fidel is. And she's like, you know, I, my, I'm sorry, my cousins have been marrying each other for generations. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, how we don't get that kind of self-aware Rose no. joke almost ever. Like, no. because it's, it's, I think it works really well in, like, this, like, I really don't know what to say. And, and not in a... Not in a, like, oh, my roommates always tell me that I'm dumb. Right. Kind of way. It's, like, actually, like, self-reflected of, like, I can't say the right thing because... For sure. And I think that it is it is very funny. It's also, like, I feel like she would tell a story about cousins marrying each other. So, you know, like, it's not so far off of right. what she's talked about even in the past. Exactly. Um, but that's also sort of what I was talking about before about like peak eighties TV. Like it's yes. you know, like I I can't describe it, but that's an example of what I mean of like the show is it comes out hard in season four. Yeah. Um and I think this episode is a really, really strong start and a really sort of like a statement piece almost yes. like what the show is gonna be going forward. 
I man, it would it would be. I mean, you know, clearly there are actual yeah. <laughs> television scholars writ large in the world. But I mean, the comparison between eighties and nineties is such a fascinating little tidbit. And obviously, like you said, T.J. West has has written about it and yeah. talked about it. But just thinking back to like my own personal consumption and like the weird like goofiness yeah. of a show like Family Matters right. compared to right. <laughs> like this, you Urkel. Know? Not to mention the fact that like they had Dorothy Zvornak quote unquote dance the Urkel on stage oh. at an award show. We but, all love that clip. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? <laughs> I mean it, it exists. But yeah, but even the um what we always talk about with the show with like the beat by beat by beat, like even the um even though they have the the you know when they're in the classroom the gym shoe yeah bit, you know yeah. kind of thing which is one of those other groans you're like oh my god can we just have a fucking asian person be a person very like, 80s on. but it is it and then the sake joke it like it just gets worse. no it gets it gets worse but it is also like a rolling bit of dialogue where it's like you know no thanks i'd rather earn it yeah <laughs> yeah it moves like, it definitely moves it moves back and back and forth and uh yeah another another one in like a grown type of thing where they're talking about well, like one very confused female pe teacher smelled of <laughs> yeah. old spice and it's just like okay okay uh, we get it we get it yeah rose was the patient zero of the sanola <laughs> mono outbreak um <laughs> It's very funny, though, when she's like, I slipped through the cracks of the St. Olaf school system. And it's like, you know, this whole, like, plot by the Germans to make America's youth dumb, which is, like, kind of, I, I think this came up before, but, like, that's kind of what the Russians did in 2016. <laughs> like, I, for real, though. I mean, they're still doing it. It worked. Um, yeah, exactly. Good idea. Maybe they saw this episode. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. I mean, totally. But, you know, what I'm thinking is that I'm sure I saw, so... Holocaust history, big, yes. big, you know. Um, also, you should really just teach it the way it happened, not like they're doing in Texas where it's like a both sides thing. Oh my Holocaust God. was just bad. <laughs> no need to both sides it. Oh. But anyway, um, I think that the I'm sure that the first time I saw this episode, I didn't know who Ava Braun was. I think really? I would recognize the name Adolf Hitler for sure. But yeah, because I feel like I didn't really learn about her until like the real history bit of it which was like fourth grade and I'm sure I saw mm. this episode before fourth grade yeah so I feel like we just had <laughs> so much holocaust education I mean for good for good reason and it's yeah. funny because as a kid I resented it was like I know we all know and then fucking turns out yeah we all don't yeah or even if we know we say it doesn't happen yeah and it's like so. oh my god I'm so sorry all education teachers yeah back then. but um I also think strangely i knew the name ava at least ava not ava braun yeah because of the computer game wolfenstein 3d oh <laughs> do you remember that game Did you ever play that? You basically so. you're you're like an american soldier that's invading like hitler's right, lair at the right. end and at okay. the end when you kill hitler who is in this like robotic mechanized suit and it's just really, nuke him <laughs> it's very bizarre uh he goes, as he dies, he goes, Eva, auf Wiedersehen. Wow. He does. Interesting. Okay. So weird. So anyway, yeah. It, Very weird. <laughs> bottom line, I know who Eva Braun Yeah, okay, yeah, see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as sure as that as I'm sure Eva Braun Yeah, right exactly. Oh, my goodness. Um, also, I want to point out when Rose, when she, like, Dorothy's like, fine, you can stay in class, whatever. Rose stands up for the Pledge of Allegiance like that's such a picture of her you know I remember yes. the piece that we did to go um in conjunction with Kate Brown's book about yes. how Rose this like failed picture of the American dream and yet she feels so strongly that she's a patriot and like American whatever um it just it was a very in character moment that yes. I think was meant to be just light and funny but actually is 
much deeper and revealing, which is really cool. Exactly. And I think that's part of all of like this, even that line I was mentioning earlier where it's like self-awareness, like it still fits with the the continuum of the character development right, for, for this sure. episode, even though they're being, they're like turning things a little wackier. Or yeah, like, you know, definitely. punchier. Um, but also, yeah, like, that's so fascinating where she's like, I'm going to say the Pledge of Allegiance, even though, like, just because I got sick, for some reason, yeah. for 40-something years, I have not had a high school diploma, uh, because, like, I wasn't allowed to make it up. Like, what? It was I just, don't. It all doesn't make it. <laughs> very, very bizarre. Very bizarre. Um, but I, I really also enjoy, again, part of, like, Rose's character of how excited she is, where she's like, dinner out with the girls! No! <laughs> Screw out of cake. <laughs> it's so, so adorable. Yeah, it really you know? is. It's really great. Just like a good, a sweet moment. Yes, um, exactly. And I also love the scene when Blanche is talking about how like she's upset because of Fidel Santos Domingo and they're like both Dobby and Rose have no, like there's no hesitation. They know it's about her being rejected. They know it's not about Fidel. There's no even like entertaining that it might be about Fidel, right. which I really like a lot. And even Blanche is like self-referential enough to be like it doesn't matter like I'm still upset you know (laughs) like which I I think again also very in line with her character like the ego I have no ego (laughs) the ego of it is too much for her and I think like it doesn't really matter that she doesn't care about this guy like she's affected you're right but like she also has like a semi-acknowledgement that she's like it doesn't matter I'm still upset like, yeah, that's it, really cool. And Rose also like really piles on with yeah. a lot of introspection into exactly. her friend. Yeah, which for is sure. super cool. Like, I don't even think you'd be, you know, interested. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really, that's really cool. I like that. That wasn't stupid enough to deserve a hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but backing up when they actually make this the discovery, the shocking discovery, um, we're back on the boardwalk set, which yeah. I love. We and it's it next like episode too. park where Clayton is cruising also. Oh, really? Like, the where the, um, yeah, like, the fountain is that they're sitting, he and Rose are sitting on. I think it's, like, further oh, out. Oh, like, next, oh, that's Yeah, but I think point. so, I'm pretty sure. That makes a lot of so, sense. All I could think of was poor Alvin, you know? Yeah, it's a big place. A lot of stuff happened there. Exactly, exactly. It's a lot of this. Um, but I also love her line, like, I've got what it takes, and he knows how to use it. <laughs> it's also, like, it, when she's, like, very hot, <laughs> it's so... Hot. So good. <laughs> And okay, so then yeah, they're they're thrust into this hilarious battle. I think that Third one of my favorite of lines, day. probably my favorite line of this entire episode, is that you're only going to sit in an inch of water. I mean, that's it's, iconic. It's absolutely iconic. But like the delivery of when you when you are fighting with somebody in this way and like verbal barbs, I would say <laughs> it's like so much fucking cooler when you just act like you don't care. Yeah. And she just makes this like. So you're only going to sit in an inch of water? It's not even like... It's just like... It's it's very controlled, which I think is where the power is. Because also Blanche is obviously getting very heated and like super easy to rile up. And Sophia's just not, which I do think, like you're saying, like that's how you get to somebody. If you can remain... Which is hard. It's harder to... You know, it's much easier said than done. But if you can stay calm, like you're going to win the fight. Absolutely. And I think even... She gets a little peppier later in terms of like playing the coolness but she still is like you know if they're like going back and forth with like literally like he's gonna bounce back and forth between the two women every two hours right it's insane. she's like you dessert know, at midnight. midnight yeah dessert at midnight 
And she goes, there's always room for jello. And she kind of has this hand. And then I love it um, because to your point of like how you really get to someone, Blanche is so irate and just marches over and she can't say anything other than like, I just hate you. Yeah, it's so good. It's like a real power move. It really is. It's really amazing. Um, I also love... Despite the fact that it's a fat joke. Yeah, right. It's not my favorite, but... Um, I love Fidel so much because, first of all, he's so, like, just he's got a presence. You know, he's, like, my third yeah. linen suit of the day. <laughs> I also, when he's, he's very um, upfront. He's like, I want to see both of you, but yes. you guys have to figure that out if you're totally. not comfortable with that. But also. I am so glad this is all yeah. out in the open. <laughs> but, like, Blanche, you know, it's all, I know it's all ego and whatever, but, like, you can't call Kitty's seeing a different person you are definitely seeing multiple men yes. like she always you know she's got a, she got an ego <laughs> exactly it's true the only thing i don't like and this is not a fault of fidel this is just sort of like women fighting over a man which right. always sucks um is when you know like they're, they're he's he's basically saying like ladies please you know and they're like i apologize fidel and, and she's like so do i so oh like, yeah and it's like they're both just pandering to him in that moment yeah. and not recognizing that they're battling each other and should apologize to each other right so that's the part i really don't like because it's like but it's a very realistic depiction of like you have this conflict and you're only focused on that conflict you can't remember anything else of ties that bind for like you two being friends right. or how it disrupts your home life or like any yeah. of that and yeah it's really that's the part where i was like oh god fighting over a man yeah i agree and it, yeah. and it is like but i do again like it's another power move of sophia when she's like manipulating Blanche into being like, oh, you can have him. And then it also is, again, okay, like, a very reflective, yeah, like a reflective, Blanche doesn't care. She's like, sure, whatever. Exactly. Like, ugh. Oh my god, but talk about, yeah, emotional manipulation. She's like, no hard feelings. Like, yeah. she almost cracks and it's like so dramatic. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. good. It's amazing. It's really good. That raisin and sneakles. <laughs> I'm trying to think how you would spell sneakle. Sneakles. The way I, There's definitely a U and an H. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah. Like a lot of S's at the end. Um, also, on the other, like the flip side, when Dorothy brings Rose cookies and milk and she's like, here you go. And then Rose is like, you only do something nice for you when something terrible has happened. It's so sad when she fails the history test. And like, oh. And again, self-awareness where she's just like, what happened? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. I also really enjoy... I mean, it's not that Dorothy is unethical. She is ethical. But also, like, where she's just like, I can't take it anymore. Like, also, you're the fucking teacher. Yeah. You guys are her. in your 60s. Just pass the Who woman. Cares? What is I she going to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> not gonna... a high school graduate. I know. Like, come on. Good lord. It's really kind of funny. But, uh, so yeah, I, I think... <laughs> I do, I do love that that summarizes pretty well. Like, I think the flow of the A and B story in each other works really well. Because yeah. we've talked about before where sometimes the B story gets resolved, like, really early. Yeah. Or sometimes it takes over and it's really hard to, like, block it out. Yeah, and they, switch, I think yeah. the, the map of the A and B story intertwining works really well. Yeah. Because then we have... <laughs> <laughs> the end of like battling back and forth where Dorothy's like, not, you know, listen, none of you are going out with that. Yeah. Um, and I love the line, we were too much woman for him. Yeah, I love that. It's so great. Because so it's like, 
and, and again, going back to my pedantic, you know, word smithing about rooster insemination. Right. <laughs> like we were too much woman for him. Yeah. It's it's a, a really interesting play of like unification. Like now they're together on the same side again. Yeah. And like considering themselves almost as one, like a force against this dude yeah. who just happens to be dead. And right. I, it's really fascinating. Of just yeah. like but again, realistic of like, you would just, you would apologize and, and make up because like what you're literally the thing tearing you apart is dead. It's dead, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, it's also like another in a long line of like men dying of sex related heart attacks. Like right. in, in this show. <laughs> just Never like, made it to Evita at the Burt Reynolds. I know, exactly. Um, Fuzzy in Evita would yeah, be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, yeah, and I think that it, they do a really good job with, like, it's not sad that he dies, right? Like, it's, like, kind of funny even at the beginning. Or, or there's, like, a moment of, like, oh, we did this. But then when they get to the funeral and it's, like, all women and they have <laughs> yeah. this moment of, like, oh, he's just dating everyone every night. And guess who realizes it? Rose. Yeah. Rose, again, is like has this weird observation yeah. that she picks up on it, which I think is hilarious. Um, and then Sophia's eulogy is nice when she's like, if you don't mind me saying so, I think you lost control of the room, and she takes it over. But one thing I wanted to point out is earlier in this episode, they talk about how Sal's been dead for 27 years. Um, mm. And I think in her speech about Fidel, she says she hasn't felt that way in 35 years. <laughs> You're doing which the Which is a... Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, you know, maybe at the end he wasn't as present, but <laughs> full on time. I know, exactly. <laughs> I haven't showered with a man. <laughs> What's your point? What's your point? Um, the uh, the other part I wanted to talk about of, like, the references. We just talked about mm. Ruth, Ruth Buzzy. So I looked up, oh, yeah. um, you know, Ann Miller face powder. Uh, oh, yeah. Because they talk about more powder on his face than Ann Miller. Um so Ann Miller, I, I had heard about this, but I was wondering if it was just her look in Hollywood that was like face powder, mm. you know, almost like a like a cabaret style right. yeah, 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 like yeah, look. Like but actually, so you know, Ann Miller was a she was a classic Hollywood era like actress. She was a singer. She was in Kiss Me Kate. You can't take it with uh -huh, you. Uh -huh. um, but she actually appeared in a series of ads for Max Factor face powder. So that was the reference there. And thank you, Matt Browning, wow. uh, the definitive cultural uh, Golden Girls cultural reference has guide. everything in it. Yep, exactly because it was uh, it was really helpful uh, in this one. And obviously, you know, you could look up things like Benny. Hanna and Fidel Castro and Jello and yeah. Reynolds Dinner Theater and all the, the other you know pieces that we of course <laughs> knew, but um, you know it, it's it's a, such an awesome book because yeah. if you're not steeped in this '80s television, for show, sure you wouldn't. Know. If you're if when Rose says when he's like you know who showed up and she's like who yeah <laughs> if you're really confused Matt Browning's book is perfect <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's perfect for Rose it's great. Um, the other line I just want to call out is, Father, if you don't mind me saying so, you've lost control of so the So good! Oh, God. Just, like, such a commanding line. And, like, also kind of polite. You yeah. know? It's, like, it's, it's like polite and a Catholic mess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Also, the woman, I don't like the dig at Dorothy of, like, you know, I guess even he I had know. his standards. Yeah. But I do love that woman. She's, yeah. like, another example of, like, oh, my God, you have, like, one line, and you should come back and be some kind of, yeah. Kind of character. She's, yeah, it's good. It's funny. And also, like, it ends on a funny note, too. And Sophia's, like, she's given him to me. <laughs> He's, you know, it's, like, it just runs with it, too. Exactly. And it's so, it's a, this is a very strong start. Yeah, exactly. I love it. 
Um, I do want to say something before we fully sign off um, about our contest. Yes, our big contest. Our big contest. So if you haven't followed us uh, at Enough Wicker on Twitter and Instagram or our lovely Facebook page, um, you probably don't know that we are offering um, you, dear listener, <laughs> a chance to be on an Enough Wicker episode. So we're actually doing sort of a fan-centric episode, but what we want from you is a submission via audio recording. You can go to enoughwicker.com slash contest and find out the details there. But essentially we want to hear like a, a scholarly take from you. So it'd be sub five minutes, but obviously we all have, you know, our thoughts to share of like, I like this episode the best. <laughs> Mr. Terrific sucks and all of that kind of stuff. But we want you to go a little bit deeper. So even, you know, if it's a moment that moved you or talking about how a certain line or a scene really resonates with your personal life and why, or how like a certain character, um, like Lauren always talks about how relating to Blanche and her relationship with her family and how it's complex. Or, you know, I talk about like relating to Dorothy in terms of like constantly being the one like without, in, without uh, a relationship and how that really affected me in high school. Or even just a take on like what we were talking about today of like what it means to date an older man, what it means to be in a battle with some of your friends um, when you are uh, fighting over a man or a partner or some, something <laughs> along those lines. So it's really, I mean, I think the, the cool thing about what you and I have discovered in this podcast, Lauren, is like anybody can be a scholar. Yeah. Just like we are already, everyone's already thinking about these sort of bits, right. especially as a deep Golden Girls fan. So I think that that's what we're really, we're really excited to, to have other people on the podcast yeah, who haven't sure. written thesis papers or whatnot, as we haven't, um, but like really to get into the meat of it. Yeah, totally. People tweet at us all the time, observation, things like this, and we just want to hear your own summary of those. You know, like we have talked about um, in this most recent episode and a couple others, Rose's weird or deep attachment to patriotism and Americanism. And, um, you know, people have tweeted us a lot about, like, the way that Dorothy's treated by everyone and right. how that would affect... So, like, you know, there's a bunch of different things, and I think that people are already, especially people who re-watch the show, as we do, already have had these thoughts. And so um, I think it's just a really cool way to get more people on the show and to get more people involved. Um and, you know, everybody wants to be on a podcast. So we, we want you. Now it's your time. <laughs> it's your time. So, again, it, it's a sub-five-minute recording. It can be done on your phone or on your computer uh, at enoughwicker.com slash contest. And you have until basically 11.59 p.m. Eastern time on November 28th. So yeah. after Thanksgiving, um, we got plenty of time for the remainder of, uh, you know, of November, basically, all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Eat your turkey and then plan out something to record. Um, and the other exciting thing is that just by submitting, um, you have, you're entered to win a bunch of different prizes, such as two sets of Golden Girls Complete Funko Pops, or uh, a copy of Matt Browning's book, or um, the Any Way You Slice It Golden Girls game. It's an embarrassment of riches. It is an embarrassment <laughs> of riches. Very, very true. Um, so it's really exciting, and we really hope that you can help uh, spread the word to other Golden Girls fans or people who maybe maybe don't listen to our podcast, but love the Golden Girls anyway. Yeah, enoughwigger.com slash contest. Woohoo! Awesome. All right. Well, are we wrapped up with uh, Fidel Santo Domingo? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Join us next time. We're going to discuss big floppy pancreases and how we may or may <laughs> not be allowed to go back to Chattanooga. <laughs> Bye-bye.